0: I don't know how you're feeling today, but I'm ready for another episode of Empathetic Musicians. Hi, my name is Sophia Stürmer, and my mission is to share more stories about powerful musicians who have a unique voice in music. As the CEO of So Just Collab, I help women and LGBTQIA musicians reignite their passion for music through imperfect action. On this podcast, we are getting personal with our guests and uncovering what their music journey has been like, and if they have any advice for musicians as special as you.
1: Hello and welcome. Today I have Blessing here with me on Empathetic Musicians, and I'm, I'm just really excited for our conversation today. I am as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I I first met Blessing literally on okay. Zoom, um, and that was through a cappella. Our group is uh, Claire DeLune at UCI, and so I'm I'm just happy that we have this time to talk about music and our interests. Um, but yeah,
2: <laughs> definitely, it's it's been an exciting journey getting to know Sophia and just being able to sing together and share passion together and. I enjoyed it. I really appreciate that you asked me to be out here.
1: Yeah. Her, I love Blessings, your little dance, dance rants at rehearsals. Those are, those are my favorite members. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, so my first question is, was music a part of your life growing up? And is there a particular genre of music that you've always had with you?
2: Yeah, so essentially, I always grew up um, listening to music, um, singing, um, singing was a huge part um, of my family, just because um, growing up in the church, we were the ones that were the choir, we were the gospel singers. So singing has always been in my blood. And as I got older, it became less of an obligation to do in the church and more of something to do that just relieves so much stress out of me. I remember um, growing up whenever I hear artists like Rihanna or, you know, any type of popular pop star back in like 2010s, early 2000s, yeah. I was always trying to mimic their voices and mimic their runs. And from there, it kind of grew into this, this kind of blossomed plant of my passion for music. Um, in general, when it comes to like genres, I'm open for everything. I, I, do not discriminate i i can listen to anything from classical music to um pop music to rock to literally anything um jazz i'm I'm open for everything i'm (laughs) everything (laughs) as long as it sounds good then i'll listen to it i don't have i'm not picky at all
1: i think we're the same um i kind of make this obvious that i also like i'm always open to Whatever someone else is listening to, and I, I always seem to find and discover um, things that I've never really heard before, and that's what I love about music because it's not just Western. There's there's so much out there. But when you are talking about um, your riffs and runs, I can attest because I've heard you do it, and I I don't I don't have that. So can you? Was it something you said like you were listening to other popular artists? I mean, you know we we listen to music growing up, but did you watch someone that was like a mentor watch doing the riffs and runs? Cause I just never, I never connected. I, I was never able to like practice that. So where, where does that like come from for you?
2: Yeah. So I never had like a official mentor of any sort. Honestly, <clears throat> my parents are tired of me <laughs> continuously singing in the house <laughs> at times. Like I'd be like trying to practice this one song and parents be like, just shut up. All right. at the end of the day it was just a matter of just really continuously hearing artists and again listening to music was just a second nature to me like if I'm doing chores if I'm doing homework if I was playing sports when I did in high school um, I was always just listening to music so at the end of the day it kind of just became like subconscious second nature to just kind of copy their riffs in a way and then as I got older and you know joining an acapella group I had to try and make my own riffs and runs and unique to my own instead of just copying one and just having my own identity in the way that I sing and that was just something that I had to develop you know just being in an acapella group and whether it was soloing or just being around other people you know and having to adjust your sounds right. according to what you're singing it was something that I just had to learn throughout my time in acapella.
1: Um, do you think you could talk about jazz? I don't, I don't know a lot of people, or maybe I don't talk about it enough. I don't know a lot of people that, um, really like have an appreciation for jazz. And for me, I think it was probably, uh, choir that we did, a, a, I think a jazz night. And that was the first time I felt that's like where my voice sounds best. Can you talk to me a little bit about like, if you've, you know, been to a jazz club or like ever been able to like sing a lot of jazz repertoire, like any anything having to do with that? Yeah.
2: So um, like I previously mentioned, I sang a lot in church growing up and that didn't stop even when I was in high school and even partly in um, my freshman year and second year in college. So one of the basically the choir director, the music director at the church, she was actually a jazz musician along with her husband. So that was kind of like the my first step in the door of kind of dabbling with jazz. And a lot of the music that we do, it wasn't like you're necessarily like hymns. It was a lot more of today's Christian music, where it's a lot more upbeat and kind of along to kind of accommodate for like the younger audiences yeah. that are listening to pop music, but it's not necessarily Christian music. And being able to transform those secular music, I guess you can say, into Christian music, it needed to be able to be adapted in many different avenues, which included jazz. So that was kind of how I got my foot in the door of learning how to adjust with jazz, um, not even just like singing, but also um the arithmetic of jazz in itself is very Yeah, unique. the
1: rhythms, <laughs>
2: <laughs> very unique. So that was kind of how I got my foot in the door of like um adjusting to jazz.
1: I love that. Yeah. Like I said, don't, don't have that conversation often. Maybe I need to do that more, Um, but (laughs) yeah. So we've been talking mostly about singing. That's your instrument. What, what about singing is special to you? Is there something in particular for you or.
2: I think what drew me to music in itself was it's a very subjective anyone by definition can make music. Everyone's definition of what's good music is not always the case for everyone. So like, for example, what I think is good music may not be the same for you. In a sense, there's kind of a general avenue of what is considered good music, but that's changing every day, you know, over time. And the fact that I was able to create my own, almost like world, um, through music and just with my voice, and then if I want it, I can add beatbox, and if I want it, I can add a tap of a pencil, like things like that. Just made the idea of music just more appealing to me, and then being able to know that there, in itself, there's so many different avenues of music where you can find your own niche. Just made it um, even that more appealing to me.
1: I love that, and um, again, we we share this from. Claire de Lune, I, could you maybe talk about uh, how you came upon like that and, and acapella and if you did acapella before you joined Claire de Lune?
2: Yeah, so when I joined Claire de Lune, I never really knew much of the acapella community. I, <laughs> only <about> <laughs> I only knew about Pitch Perfect. And given that I'm a biological science major at UCI, we don't learn much music <laughs> in my major. But I knew that I wanted music to still have a special place, and just me being able to designate some time for music um, was one of the big reasons why I joined a cappella. As much as I love my friends um, that I learned that I met my first year, not all of them knew how to sing <laughs> or knew much about music, so it was really hard to be able to be like, oh, okay, like let's sing together. Let's be able to like do a duet. Like I wanted to be able to, you know, make kind of tangible music, you know. And it wasn't until my end of my first year was when I knew that there was an acapella community at UCM. I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, my the beginning of my second year is when I went to this acapella mixer where all the different acapella groups um, came out and, you know, they did their thing. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. They're making music just for their voices. Pitch Perfect is a real thing. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) so yeah, from there, it kind of just blossomed. And I was not really particular as to what acapella group I wanted to join. I just knew that I wanted to join some type of community where we can all have the shared um, love for music. And I, you know, eventually landed with Clardewin.
1: I love that. oh my gosh. Ah, okay. So many feelings. Um even more here. So <clears throat> after you graduate, um we're we're both seniors. Um what what obstacles do you see that will make it harder to possibly keep music as a part of your life?
2: Um I think the main factor would be the fact that I'm not interested in going into a music career. I'm quite the opposite. I'm trying to go into healthcare. And for the most part, music is not really seen as something that you do to treat a patient. But at the end of the day, um, it's just one of those things where if it's your passion, you're going to find the time to do it. Even if it's like in between studying for like a GRE or something or um, studying for, you know, for anything, honestly, like doing the dishes or going out for a run things like that it, you'll find the time to put music and it may not be in the setting of you know being in an acapella group or singing in a church but at the end of the day if you want to sing you can sing even if it's just you know a cover here and there or just a random karaoke night session that you do in your room which I do all the time that's one way to do it you know so at the end of the day even if it's not in my career which I know would definitely be an obstacle for, um, many people if they want to continue with their music career. Um, I just see it more as a love that I find in doing, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think, um, being an adult and having responsibilities is, it's, it's the real thing. Um, and I think I was, I was just gonna ask, uh, if I invited you to go karaoke, like, would you would you come to karaoke with me? 100% no, no,
2: hopefully I don't lose my voice <laughs> my, oh voice my God.
1: Lost. <laughs> I need mine too um well, no, definitely um but yeah it's hard um if if you could say anything or you know even if it's more than one thing is there something that you would share with our listeners today about like just your outlook on on having a relationship with music with singing or whatever that is is there anything that you want to leave with us today
2: I mean at the end of the day if you're even if you feel like you're the worst singer ever if singing or making music gives you joy then do it don't don't let anyone tell you or put all these strings or attachment onto what music is or the joy that you find in music because at the end of the day it's it's your joy it's your happiness and if music gives that to you then continue pursuing it even if it's not even professionally if it's just locally if it's in an acapella group if it's in a choir club or whatever it may be there's so many different avenues for you to find your music community and at the end of the day if that means you know setting time apart to be able to find that community then then do it, you know. Or if it means singing in your apartment <laughs> until the morning, do it. <laughs> don't, don't let anyone stop you, except maybe your roommates. It's not gonna be quiet at night. <laughs> but, oh gosh. Yeah, I mean, do do what makes you happy. That that's my motto in life, and that applies especially when it comes to music.
1: I love that. Well, ah, thank you, blessing. I I've I've definitely appreciated our conversation today, and I. I don't want this to end. I'm serious. I'm so (laughs) sad. Um, But but thank you for for being here and for sharing literally your authenticity. Like it's so so good. Um, So thank you so much. Blessing. Thank you so
2: much for having me again. It was a pleasure.
0: This podcast will be an example of how We all have different stories about how we've experienced the world of music, and I just hope that you take away something from some of these episodes and feel less discouraged. You got it, and you should be able to feel confident as a musician so much again for listening this is empathetic musicians episodes will always be released on a tuesday please leave us a review i would really appreciate it so we can make more amazing episodes and bring you the best stories the best thing that you could tell me is that i believe in myself as a musician.